Hey everybody and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 59. In the first section, I ponder if there is such a thing as too many games. In the second section, I talk about my thoughts on if E3 is actually still necessary. And that's really it. I kind of ramble a bit at the end, but no third topic for this time. Sorry. Enjoy the show. So something came up in one of my threads of blah blah recently. And the point was basically that somebody felt he had too many games. That made me really kind of wonder if there actually is such a thing as too many games. Granted, if you have a lot of money and you can buy, you know, tons of games and you have multiple systems, it is possible to have way too many games and just not be able to play them all. In that case, I think... Maybe, you know, due to the limitations of time and number of games, it is possible to have too many games, as it were. But right now, I have pretty much three games I'm actively playing, which is a lot for me. Usually, I only play one or maybe two. One I've pretty much lost interest in because I beat the single-player game, and it's like I could keep playing and keep getting more levels by myself, or, you know, play with strangers. But my friends that I'm playing with in that game are all you know, lower level, and so I would either have to not get experience with that character or play with my group character, which is what I'm doing, and then I'll play a few hours, maybe once or twice a week. So I'm not actually playing that one a whole lot. One of my other games that I like to play, again, is one that I pretty much play with my friends. So again, you know, there's still only those few hours a week they get on to play, so we haven't actually played that one in quite a while. I still play it on my own sometimes, but I don't really like to go past where we've been together because, you know, I want to see the content with my friends. So I'm just kind of doing the same stuff we've seen over and over and over. So my my highest level character I play by myself is like way over level for the content. And then the third game is one that they've kind of lost interest in, I think, because the other two ones are newer. And so they're playing them a lot more. And again, you know, that's one I finished the single-player game for, and I'm playing online. But it's like I have to play online with strangers, and that's, you know, only so interesting. So I would agree that maybe we have too many games in the sense that my friends that I play with only have a couple of hours every few nights to play. And with three games that we're cycling through, you know, that's, that's a lot of potential playing, but not very much time to play with. So I would say in the sense of time that we as a group probably have too many games. But on the other hand, you know, it's nice to have that option of do we want to play this one or this one or this one? You know, we aren't forced to be like, if we want to play, we must play this one game. I think the question of are there too many games really is specific to each person, both in terms of how much money they have and how much time they have to play the games. Like in my case right now, I have lots and lots of time to play the games. A little bit less now that I've got extra hours of work and I'm working 30 hours a week. But still, I have a fair amount of time to play games because I don't do anything else besides work. And I have, you know, no home or anything. So I'm 
So I'm pretty much just either playing games or at work or, you know, hiding somewhere and not doing anything. So in that sense, I have lots of time for games, but I don't have very much money to buy games with. And unlike when I was in a home and I had two consoles in addition to my PC, I also really don't have a lot of access to games because there are several games that I would like to play on consoles that either I don't own or, you know, that are in storage and I cannot, you know, play them. And then there is pretty much the opposite of that where people might have, you know, plenty of money to buy games but not have a lot of time to play. Like my friends that I play online with, they only have a few hours, you know, a few times a week to play games. And, you know, they have, you know, other things that they do and, you know, it takes up their time and they don't have a whole lot of time to actually play the games. But I don't know if there can be too many games in and of themselves. Certainly 10 years ago and even more so 20 years ago, it wasn't ever an issue because we didn't have as many games as we have now. You had maybe one awesome game come along every couple of months that people would play, and that would really be it. Now you're getting two, three, sometimes four, and five really awesome titles to play in you know the span of a four-month period, which I would say you know is probably about what most people's attention span is for games. You know, three to four months maybe if they play pretty hardcore, or maybe you know six months if they play casual. Or maybe one month if they're super hardcore. But now, you know, there's tons and tons of games. But again, I really don't think there are too many because it's still mostly an issue of does the person have the money to support buying as many games as they want? And or do they have enough time to play all the games they want? If like it was once upon a time, and I don't remember when, but there was this huge gluttony of really crappy, terrible games that people were just flooding the market with. Because the developers were spending little to no time actually making a good game, what they now call AAA title, quote-unquote. And so there were, you know, tons and tons and tons and tons of games, too many games, because they were all bad. There were no good games. Although, as a side note, I would say people are really starting to throw around the AAA title a little too much these days. I really think that people are kind of losing sight of what that means, and they're just saying, oh, we're working on a AAA title to get people's attention, and, you know, that's not okay. So I don't know if this was interesting or helpful to you, but um, those were just some thoughts that came up when uh, the person said that he had too many games. People who have looked at any kind of gaming news in recent times will see a lot of blah 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 about E3. For those of you who don't know what E3 is, it's this really huge ginormous show where, last I heard, you had to have basically a special invitation to go to. It was developers, people in the industry, news people, and basically, you know, their significant other type people who they could get invites for, along with being really ridiculously priced. Once upon a time, I really wanted to go to E3, but, you know, they required a special invite, and so I was never allowed to go. And then a few years ago, it closed, and so I was really, really sad because it's like, oh, E3 is closed, they're not going to do it anymore, and now I can't go, and I, you know, couldn't go before. 
and I was sad that I missed it. It's basically a show where all of the big people in the gaming industry show off their big fancy things. And they're like, oh, check out our new game we're working on. Oh, check out this secret thing we're revealing just now. The console manufacturers would often release, you know, big news about the next console or what is coming in terms of peripherals or whatever. So it was kind of cool to see. But in recent times, after it closed down, it was pretty quickly resurrected. I'm not sure why. I didn't really follow why they resurrected it instead of leaving it dead. But I wonder if it's really necessary these days. Once upon a time, back in the Stone Age when dinosaurs ruled the Earth, and video game hardware and gaming magazines were pretty much the only way you could get information, such a show was really important. News was really scattered, it was pretty rare, it had to go through print media, and so there was a lot less information available to the gamers themselves. So back then you would get, you know, the release of this month's issue would be the pre-E3 issue, and you'd get sort of news and information on games we'd seen before that might be, you know, at the show again this year. And then you'd get, like, the E3 issue or the post-E3 issue, and that's when you'd get to see all the cool stuff that the developers presented, all the new games, and all of the cool information that basically will be, you know, repeated in the magazines for the next few months as the games develop over time. But now, ever since, I guess around maybe 20 years it's been that the internet has been, you know, getting more and more popular. And now you can get news pretty much instantaneously. In the past few years, there have been gaming TV channels that broadcast E3. There have been websites that give you almost up-to-the-minute, you know, streams and footage or articles of the games. But I don't know if it's really required per se to have this big show that goes, you know, here's this cool thing we're doing. Because each of these developers could really just say, here's this cool thing we're doing on their own. They don't need a big show to do it anymore. You just drop it onto the internet and people will know about it pretty much instantly and news will spread like wildfire. You don't need this really big collected place to say, okay, I'm going to go here to this convention and see all the new games, and then I can report on all the new games. Yes, it would be a lot harder for all the developers to get out the news and such, independently, each on their own. But again, I don't know if E3 really needs to exist anymore. All of the news pretty much is already out there. The news that is not out there can easily be broadcast by the company itself. They can just update their website and go, here you go. Or they can send, you know, videos and have private shows for the various news entities. And the news entities can post the videos or post the articles. And it would spread just as quickly and just as easily without having E3. You can just go ahead and put the news out there, as it were. It would certainly save them a lot of money. But I don't know, you know, is that something they want to do? Is it not? Obviously it is in some way because they resurrected it. It was dead for at least two years, I think, possibly more. But they brought it back. So why did they bring it back? They don't really need it. I don't know. I suppose maybe it would be a lot more exciting and interesting if I could actually go to the show myself. Because I have been to a few, you know, event type things and they were very cool. And like I said, I've always wanted to go and see all the different shows and presentations and see, you know, what the game is like in person. And it is cool to see 
you know, this game and this game and this game that I haven't seen before all in one place. So in that sense, it is pretty cool that it's still around. My recording just got interrupted, so hopefully this closing won't sound too crazy. But E3 has kind of gone from what seemed like a very cool carnival, where you could go around and see all these different attractions and they were all very cool and very different, to something closer to like a birthday party. And the first guest goes, oh, look at this awesome present I got you. It does this and it does this and I'm the best friend ever. And then the next guest goes, no, mine is better because it does this and this and I'm the best friend ever. And it just seems to be this whole big challenge now of having the best thing and winning E3. And it's like, I don't know if it matters anymore because of all of the stuff I've seen at E3, pretty much none of it was really a surprise to me. I mean, yes, there are some titles I hadn't heard of before, but they were also titles that I found on the internet in pre-E3 release stuff that very could have easily been just regular announcements. So is it necessary anymore? I don't know. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know So that is it for this Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. There's not really anything going on in my life, so I might ramble a little bit and have an extra rambly close. But as you noticed, there was only two main sections because I don't really have anything else to talk about. My online friends that I play with these days have not been around and now they are out for a week. So I guess they have been busy with stuff. I don't know what, but busy and not playing. So as I mentioned, I think in the first section, there's not really anything else I'm terribly interested in playing on my own. I don't know if that's really a change in me or a change in game design in general, or just how I look at online gaming, but I really don't have much interest in playing games that are designed for multiplayer or online really on my own. I've never really been interested in playing with random strangers, especially since mostly they turn out to be, you know, dummy heads and they're mean to people or they just don't know what they're doing and so they get you killed and it gets you frustrated. So I haven't really been terribly interested in that. Additionally, the internet at my restaurant I used to spend all my time at is gone out. It went out the Saturday a week before this podcast released. So if you are listening to this on Saturday, it would be exactly a week. And I don't know, the people just didn't seem really interested in looking at what was wrong at the time, so I just kind of left. And a few days later, I contacted tech support for the main corporation and said, hey, if you guys could kick these guys in the butt and see what's wrong, that would be great. Apparently they tried resetting it and so they didn't know what's wrong because they have like zero technical knowledge. I actually trained half a dozen of them there how to reset the modem so beyond that they have no clue what's going on. Corporate got back to me though. I guess there's something wrong that is beyond the router and modem. It's something going wrong with the cable itself and so they have to rewire some cable and some other stuff and so hopefully that will all be fixed up soon because without my main place that I go for internet I have to go to places that are slower or different like one place has a bunch of advertising that interferes with stuff and 
A few of the other places I normally go to are only about half the speed, so they're only good for gaming sometimes. So my gaming in general has been kind of heavily disrupted. I did decide to get a game that is a collectible card game, and it's sort of designed around single player mostly, but you can do multiplayer, I think, against AI or multiplayer against each other. I'm not entirely sure, but it is the Magic the Gathering Duel of the Planeswalkers 2013 edition. It's not out yet. It will come out, I think, about a week and a half after this podcast. It's due out on the 20th. I really like collectible card games. I haven't played all that many, but I really like how there's the different strategy and the different tactics you can use, and, you know, you can build your own deck. And so this has all of those elements combined together. And I think because I don't expect my friends to play it, that it will probably be a better game for me for playing on my own, because that way I won't expect to have anyone, you know, playing with me. Whereas now the main games that I'm playing, you know, all three of the main games, you know, I've started playing with my friends. And so, you know, I associate that with playing with my friends. And since my friends aren't around, you know, it doesn't seem as fun anymore playing by myself. So I think picking this up in a few weeks um, might be pretty good because then, you know, it's something that I plan on playing by myself. And if my friends play with me, um, that would be cool. I don't think they're interested in it, but you never know. But it makes me wonder, too, about the change in the industry as a whole, because in the last few years, I would say maybe half a dozen or so years, they have gone more and more towards games that involve, you know, multiple people in co-op or PvP or you know, just an MMOG in general. And while that's great, that pretty much just leaves the single-player games as an experience that is designed around console playing, which, you know, right now I'm homeless and so I don't have access to my console, so most of the games that are designed for single-player people are ones that I don't really have access to. It seems kind of strange, though, because once upon a time, consoles were thought of as things to you know, have your friends sit around with you and play and there would be multiple people playing on the same console. Over time, the developers of games for consoles kind of moved away from that and changed it more and more to be a single-player experience. And I don't really know why. And then they kind of moved away from having single-player games on PC. And there's more and more exclusive console titles these days that you have to have, you know, that one specific console Or, in even some cases, there are games that are exclusive to consoles and you can't play them on PC. So, I don't know, it seems like the industry is kind of changing in ways that are both good and bad. You know, on the good side, interaction with more people is always good, it's fun. As long as there is, you know, protection from dummy heads, you know, you can ignore people or mute them or whatever. And it's always good to, you know, interact with other people. But on the other hand, for people like me, who don't always have access to friends that we want to play with, We don't always, you know, come on at the same times of the day to play. We don't always have, you know, access to the internet. It's kind of a a bad thing to be moving away from single-player game design because then, you know, if you require other people to be around or you require other people to have the game be, you know, the most fun it can be, then that becomes very limiting for people who don't have friends to play with. So I guess that is it for my last-minute rambly thoughts for my clothes. There's no real games I can think of that are coming along anytime soon except for Magic the Gathering, which is in a few weeks. And only, you know, a small number of people will be interested in that. Not too many people are interested in collectible card games, especially, you know, on computer. But if you are, um, you might want to keep your eyes out for it. If not, 
there's really nothing I can think of that is coming on the way. So hopefully I will have something cool and interesting to talk about next time. Because I don't know what I'm going to be doing between now and then. Since my friends will be gone for sure, I'll be, you know, on my own. And my internet connection is super questionable. So I don't know if I'll be playing much of anything at all. Because it's kind of, you know, depressing to have games not be able to connect or, you know, you're in the middle of a game and it disconnects or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. In that case, I would say yes, there are too many games because the developer. Because the dev. Meh. I want him in the games until he dies to play. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on twitter and youtube at rabbit dot com it's rabbit dot com but with not a period when you type rabbit's ramblings don't use the space and be sure to put the number one in place of i whenever you type rabbit Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.